0: Welcome to the VAS Files. I'm Richie VAS, and today we've got a couple really interesting guests in studio Martin the Situation Ewan and Fari Salewski. Martin is the 1FC Lightweight World Champion, he is the 1FC Featherweight World Champion, and he's made history in holding both those titles at the same time. He's also gone down to face the Band and Champion, who he took to a razor close split decision. And on July 27th, he headlines 1FC's Reign of Kings Fight Card in Manila, where he fights Kevin the Silencer Billigan for the Bantamweight Interim Title. By his side is Martin's head coach, teacher, mentor and a pioneer of mixed martial arts here in Australia. He owns and runs one of Australia's most successful MMA gyms, KMA out of Liverpool, it is Fari Salewski. It's a great conversation we have with the fellas. Martin takes us back to what drew him to mixed martial arts in the first place, uh, his success here in Australia on the local scene and then his journey on to the 1FC stage where he's gone on to make history. Fari takes us all the way back to martial arts in the 70s here in Sydney, Australia, and how much has changed and evolved and the rise of of the sport of mixed martial arts it's a really fun chat so i hope you guys enjoy thanks for uh, for coming in today i know you guys are very busy again preparing for another title fight um so yeah what's happening in your world
1: Martin? yeah so um as you as you said man we just come off the title defense and you know we're, we're scot free injury free and ready to go so um we've we've hit up one championship and um we we offered the i wanted the rematch man i wanted the rematch against viviano so much i just wanted to redeem myself from that first fight um, could have gone either way um it was a very sp- close split decision and um from what i was told man the guy is still injured um and he's got doctor doctor certificates and everything to to prove it so um we offer i offered out the number one contender for the benton White division that's my division that's the division i'll be um finishing off my career and so um i want to get nice and comfortable in that division and um offered out the number one contender who's really been on a tear and he really deserves that title shot but you know Bibiano's out for a while so um as fighters man we have to fight we've, we've got to perform and um he's free i'm free and manila is free so um yeah. that's that's the card that we're going to be on
0: awesome awesome mate uh, yeah you like to stay busy mate Like you know, as a fighter seeing someone as active as you are and always chasing those the top dogs and eating you know in numerous divisions it's uh, admirable, mate. So, yeah, congrats on another title fight uh July 27th.
1: July 27th. Um, the, the interim title is going to be on the line and it's going to get unified at the end of the year once Bibiano is um, scot-free, you know? Yeah, stop stucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: With this fight too, I, I'd like to add that we're actually giving um, our opponent his home city, his home country, his home crowd... So, I mean, they're really fanatical. The Filipino people are beautiful people, yeah. but they love their sportsmen. Yeah. So we're giving away, you know, quite a bit just to get this fight.
0: And, and well, Team hmm. Lakai, they're quite a, they're a strong team. I fought a, um, a Filipino from Team Lakai, mate. They are uh, they get overlooked a bit, I guess, like, you know, the uh, Philippines been a relatively small nation. You think that uh, mixed martial arts is, you know unheard of over there but they have a really strong mixed yeah. match, lads, no, not uh, only are culture. they good
1: with their, um, their their striking which gets overlooked um, everyone thinks that their ground game is um, a bit rubbish as well but their their ground game is more for defensive you know mm. it's defensive wrestling defensive um ground game and they they use that in their favour um to yeah, use their striking and get one off uh, off guard. But um, yeah. look, they get overlooked a lot, and I, I personally think they're one of the leading gyms in Asia, man. Yeah, no, I
0: agree, I agree. And fiery and our uh, K mate's always busy, mate. And, um, <laughs> and obviously Martin's not the only fighter on fire at the moment. Um, so you got down uh, the gyms doing well. You got a lot of guys preparing for for fights.
2: Yeah, look, uh, we have a a great team, mm-hmm. um, up and coming. Obviously, Theo Christakos is probably the next biggest name, Mm -hmm. um, doing well in the welterweight. But um, it's not just a great team of people that fight, but we also have a great team of people that, you know, come in and train. Mm -hmm. Recently, we've just had Brian Ebersole Mm
1: -hmm. join
2: our team. He's now permanent. Um, you know, he's married a girl from Casula, so they've got a baby, he's now a, officially a yeah. Liverpool boy. Brian Albassar, yeah, <laughs>
0: former UFC. Waterweight went on fire, uh, you know, yeah. A really yeah. good run there. And yeah, he, but yeah. he he trained with you in the past, you've got like a long bit of a history with guys, yeah. right?
2: Look, I was there with his um you know, in the corner in his debut fight with the UFC. Yeah. Um Shopped and before a few people there yeah, absolutely. With Chris Lytle. Fight of the night. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So there's some great history and look, he's got some um, great wrestling background. Mm. And that experience it's fit in really well he's got a great personality yeah so you know we've got some nogi specialists and um you know we've got some striking coaches mm-hmm. so and for me it just makes the old guy's job a little bit easier it makes me look good
0: <laughs> <laughs> i always like taking it way back when i get um you know, people in here to have a chat uh and really see the background and and you know, i guess myself being a product of immigrants here in australia i love Hearing how other people end up here in Australia, I know you guys are both productive of, of immigrant parents as well. So, uh, faroleski that's Macedonian,
2: Macedonian heritage, but I'm a real Wog boy because yep. I was born overseas. Martin is actually full <laughs> on Aussie mate. He's <laughs> yeah, a skip. well,
0: me and Martin are <laughs> in the same boat. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> I
2: was, I was, a, you know, almost five years old when we came out here. So yeah, go <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, why did your cho- parents choose Australia? I mean. Mate, um, you know, my parents were from a village background, a lot of Europeans, you know, the Greeks, the Macedonians, a lot of people from the Balkans. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, mate, we were like in a, we were in a farm, yeah, village, yeah. Mate. I was, we were so poor I was born in a house. <laughs> so my dad actually came out here on a boat and they give you money, not only a free trip, they give you money when you land. Yeah, right. M- my dad thought it was Christmas early, you know, and uh, <coughs> a, a year later we uh, we came in, we actually came in on a plane So that's my claim to fame. I thought your dad opened KMA with that money. (laughs) That was was a good story. (laughs) Mate, my dad, look, being the WOG guy, they weren't into martial arts, but, you know, being an inner city boy, you know, I started in Redfern Street, Redfern, and, uh, you know, you're in the inner city, mate. You just, you know, you you fight, you have a go, and, um, you know, you better learn how to do it properly. Yeah. uh, You know, back then, like now, we joke around being a WOG boy, but back then, someone calls you a WOG. Do you call me that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's first punch it's in, no you life know? Life matter. Absolutely. But we laugh about it now, so.
0: Yeah, and Martin, you've got a like, similar story in the fact that your parents came from overseas and settled here in Australia, but I guess very different in many ways as well from Vietnam.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, so they escaped the Vietnamese war, and um, I mean, the first ship that they can get on, uh, which was uh, thankfully Australia, um, they, they snuck onto the ship, ended up in Sydney, um, and, you know, was welcome yeah so long story short it's been good growing up as an aussie child um, didn't go through what they went through so i'm pretty thankful for that man uh, it's
0: such a great country and like you said so grateful that our parents made that choice so
2: absolutely you yeah, know, 100%, back to it man.
0: mate you said you started living in redfern and that's where you found martial arts and and yeah. how what drew you to martial arts initially and when you originally got involved i mean you mate, must have seen a lot
2: change absolutely uh, look when you're four foot tall you know, you're always going to be, you know. Uh, man, I'm a member have, of Team Midget too, yeah. mate. So, uh, <laughs> maybe have something to prove. Small man it.
0: syndrome, we call it. I just have got diagnosed last week. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, I used to have one strategy. Just start first, yeah. right? <laughs> and hopefully the bigger people come in and stop it before they, <laughs> you know, you lose the upper head. But, yeah. uh, but look, uh, you know, the Bruce Lee era in the early 70s was massive. And um, that was a big motivation thing for me. So I did various styles. I mean, I, you know, the Newtown PCYC, Mm-hmm. Where I ended up opening my first school, it was funny because as a kid, I went there to do judo, yeah. Right. And then years later, you know, when I opened my own school in '86, I actually took over that very, very room. The judo room became the first KMH.
0: PCYC was the same, New Town, where Johnny Lewis trained, Johnny out Lewis, all those legends.
2: Jeff Fennick, uh, Costa Zoo, um, and it crazy. was crazy. I made all those guys though. You know, I, I know them all pretty well, you know, yeah, and, uh, grew Jeff, Harding. Jeff Harding, um, mate, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was a good era, but you know, I actually had the bigger room. The boxing room was quite small compared to my room. Yeah, I, I used to bring in all the kids. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was a great, you know, it was a great starting point for me and, uh, a good training ground, but you know, we were always evolving, you know, doing Hapkido and Taekwondo as a mixture. Cause that's what KMA originally stood for, was yep. Korean martial arts. Okay, yeah. So, you know, people talk about mixed martial arts. Hapkido is made up of five styles. Mm. So we're doing stand-up grappling from way back. Yep. Um, locks, throws, sweeps, and they're striking. And then obviously eventually, you know, and, and you see the Gracie guys, it's pretty hard to ignore. You go, you know what? Uh, I'm not that, you know, good on the ground. Yeah, grappling. So, important. you know, it took me 20 years to get my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belts. So yep.
0: But you mentioned there too, also uh, like you know Bruce Lee, he was always a believer in you know all styles. You know fighting involves all styles. So you now you said you were a big fan of him in the, in the early days, and then it's crazy to be in the same PCYC where you got judo, you've got, you know traditional martial arts, I have like keto, and then you got some you know the world's best boxers next door yeah. as well. So all the components of mixed martial arts are right there, but no one's quite tying them together, you know, at that time. And then yeah, you know, a little bit sort of. Yeah, a solid is to now. come, you know what yeah, mean? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. People said to join the dots and realise that let's just take the best points of all these, you know, components. You eventually set up gym at Liverpool?
2: Yeah, um, the Liverpool School, look, um, I don't know if you know the history, but the PCYC closed in Newtown. There was a big hailstorm in about 96 in Sydney, yeah, right. size of baseball. Yeah, I, I do remember, and, actually. Uh, my mum's ma- car got
0: beat up, the old Corolla. Yeah, mate. So <laughs> <out of> my <laughs> nice <laughs> brand new HSV
2: Commodore uh, at the time too, but yeah. Uh, you know, the building got smashed, even though it got repaired, you know, long story, a bit of politics, but they wanted to sell off the building, being good real estate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we found ourselves out, literally out on the street, and we turned Newtown into a part-time school. We just went across the road to the school hall. Yeah. And, um, and I had a part-time school in Liverpool, and I thought, you know what, I need to be the landlord. And uh, so we bought the premises there, and, um, and now it serves as the headquarters for KMA in one of 16 locations. So we haven't done too
0: badly yeah know, no well i've or, been there or mate or you boy. haven't done too badly at all, you know? all right. <laughs> not, not just the premises but the students and uh, you know like uh, the, the champions that you're making there mate it's uh, hats off to to you know, it's a hard slog it's a hard industry to be a part of to deal with personalities and you know there's so many moving parts to yeah. owning a gym running a gym and producing not just one champion yeah. but numerous champions yeah. it's, it's got quite to say
1: a lot a feet it's got its own hilton
2: uh, bathroom now <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, yeah oh you, yeah you've got to see the bathrooms it's like uh, hilton standard now So yeah. <laughs> i'm always trying to step it up but but in terms of the you know when you say like you know the personalities in a fight gym i can understand that but you know kma is a school it's not a gym yeah right. so yeah. you know I, I class you know and we talk about it you know uh, martin being an mma athlete is a martial artist mm. uh, you know they bow on and off the mats you know they call me sir or master Fari. Out of respect, but that's the culture that we have, you yeah. know, uh, and having that martial arts background, it's they're really easy to influence. I, I don't say control, influence, and motivate them because I, you know, I, I don't want to go there and have attitude, yeah, I want to go there and have fun. I'm 53 years old, mm. I deserve to have a bit of fun. <laughs> and if you got attitude, who wants to train with his attitude around?
0: You know, I've been lucky enough to work with a few kids, uh, and introduce them to martial arts, and for as much negative criticism as mixed martial arts does get you know throughout the media I think because it's still in its infancy here mm-hmm. in australia that gets overlooked so much you know all the the side effects of martial arts And people this see this for the side. kicks and the punches you know breaking blocks of wood over your head but it's all that the things you just mentioned that you were introduced to young kids adults doesn't matter how old you are you know and you do get that feeling walking your gym it's about creating confident successful people kids adults like i said as a result of introducing martial arts, the byproduct is you get fit and you have a good time. But absolutely. it does give them confidence, you know, respect respect others. Yeah, I mean it's like that's the way of life
2: now. Though. Exactly, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're fortunate now where they can look up to people, you know, uh, not just to Master Fari being the older guy, but they're looking up to the next generation of guys, the Martin Newens, yeah. and saying. Wow, who's this you guy know, coming
0: in with free belts on? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I'm and I'm telling you that they're
2: fanatical, and uh, pair of you know um, they want to get photos with him. They're inspired. They're
1: and, skipping dinner they come take photos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's,
2: that's true story. Don't blame. Um, you know oh. um, we've had people where you know they've lost half their body weight, being inspired by the Martin Newens of the world.
0: Yeah, well, Martin, like so, that. You grew up in Liverpool. Yeah, so
2: um, my
1: story. We grew up in Liverpool. Um, I was more of a guy that just hung out with the boys in the park. Up until I was what sixteen, um, I was playing rugby league. I played um, rep footy. Harold Mats, um, man, there was some names that I played with that are in NRL now. Um, I can't even think of one of them now. Is um, Simon Dwyer? Yeah, Simon yeah. Dwyer for um, West Tigers. Yeah, before he done his shoulder, um, playing with him, playing alongside him. Um, Chris Lawrence, it yeah, was yeah, nice I was, yeah, I was looking up to when I was playing Howard Matthews. So, um, rugby league was uh, the main sport in like, within my heart. Um, I love, I love that everything was seeing and breathing rugby league. You know, so mm-hmm. I played it since I was um, eight years old. I was like so surprised that my parents let me play it. It was my neighbors, my neighbors' kids um, were playing outside the front, and they were saying you should come play in the team with us. And it started off with one game. Onto a season, onto more seasons, and 8 year olds up to eighteen-year-old, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I played up to C grade, and then just reoccurring injuries, man. Um, the main one was I kept dislocating my shoulder, yep. and it was, man, it was such a stupid, um, stupid mistake on my end. It was, um, I was playing Howard Matthews at the times I was sixteen. And we're in high school, and yeah, the the old good old recess footy games that turned from touch yeah, into yeah. grab into yeah, tackle. full on big hits. Yeah, so one of the guys <laughs> that I trained, yeah, <laughs> the big shoulder charges were still there. Sunnyville <laughs> Bill Williams was a guy. Yeah, now I was getting sent off for those stage. back yeah. then. Nah. Um, one of the guys that I trained with now, his name's Emco, He was he was our forward. Yeah. Um, and you know we we were playing recess, and then. Um, turned into touch, grab, tackle, and I went for a low tackle, it was a much bigger guy than what I was. I was a bit of a midget back then. Um and just overreached it on one of the um one of the low tackles and his knee just collected my shoulder and popped out. Yeah. And I hit the ground, I'm like, nah, there's something wrong with my shoulder, all the boys were like get up. I was like, there's something wrong. As soon as I got up it, it popped back in, but I didn't know that it popped back in. I'm like, nah, there's something definitely wrong. Yeah and my arm was just numb all day and um man I, I remember Tony Williams was like he was, he was grabbing my arm and he was trying to pull my arm. He was like, I'm sure I he would have been there like yeah. a certified physio. <laughs> Tony was like, Man, I think your arm's dislocated. I was like, no, but I'm moving my arm. He goes, but I think you dislocated your arm. Let me try to pull it. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled it. Pulled it and he popped it back out. And I was like, no, no there's, there's something definitely wrong. Yeah. And then um, from there, I'm, I was being young and naive. I didn't go to doctors. I didn't go to specialists or anything. Um it Just kept seeing Tony. Yeah, yeah, I kept seeing Tony. He kept pulling my arm <laughs> back out. No, um, every game that we played, um, it was dislocating. Um, every Saturday, um, weekend forty, it was dislocating. And for about a good two years straight, it was just nonstop pain. And even when I'd sleep and I'd wake up in pain because it was yeah. dislocated in my sleep. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, this is this is bad. And um, I went and seen a specialist and he was like, I was still in year 12 actually when I went and seen a specialist. And he was like, yeah, you, we need to do reconstructive surgery. You've got nerve damage there as well i was like i ain't going freaking surgery i'm not doing any surgeries yeah. like that i'm thinking surgery like my parents are going to kill me yeah and i'm like nah that's okay i'll um i'll live with it and then i hung up the boots and i just started doing a bit of rehab i was on youtube i was rehab rehabbing my shoulder for a good two years i was about just turned 20 before i started um at kma but um before i started at KMA, during that time of um, weight lifting and rehab i went up to about 86 kilos yeah nice um when I was naturally a 70 kilo guy. Yeah, back yeah. Then. So um, 86 kilos, man um, UFC started booming. Um, Jiu Jitsu was a thing and one of my neighbors um, across the road, he was doing Taekwondo at um, KMA. And um, he had mentioned that they just start doing um, Jiu Jitsu on the Tuesday and Thursday nights. And I was like, all right, let's 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 try it out. And he, um, a few weeks went past and nothing was done about it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still going to the gym. And then he was like, right, I'm going to do jiu jitsu this week. You want to come? And I was like, All right, let's go. And I yeah, went. Right. And it. Went there, seen seen um, long haired, blonde haired uh, old man <laughs> behind the counter <laughs> and go, oh, the, the class is about <laughs> to start. I go on the floor. And yeah. it happened from
0: there. That's all it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you hear, it's a common story, especially around Sydney, guys loving uh, you know footy playing rugby league Then you got to yeah. Vaso played it uh, Rob Whitaker loved his footy you know growing up and then uh, yeah they reach a point where you know you so can go either of two ways either go all yeah. in with footy um, or be drawn to another contact sport and you yeah, know thank God for you know us MMA fans in Australia that both of you Rob and Ty there. and all the boys you know, you chose martial arts and uh, you know took it by the horn so yeah, just an off chance at jiu jitsu class, and, that, and that's uh, look where
1: it's led. Yeah, it's, uh, that was it, man. I went to the first jiu jitsu class and um, met Fari, met some of the boys that were there that aren't there now, but um, <clears throat> yeah, they, they just gave me the confidence, you know. And the class, the structure, and everything it was, um, and everything, man, I learned so much within that first class, I was like, oh, this is mad. I never knew you can do this, and someone will be tapping out, you know. So, one class led to a next, and then led to about a good year. Um, and then I, I competed at the New South Wales Gracie competition. Mm-hmm. And I came um, just just came fourth um, out of the top three, and that was like my first comp. And I was like, I was ner, I was a nervous wreck, and I was like weighing in at eighty like something kilos. I was the best big guys. He was a beefcake. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was a beefcake. And then um, when Dumb it pink. come to um, the next step, I was like seeing all the boys train at the back. Um, it was Shabi, Corey, Joel Dixon and all that. So they were, they were training at the back, um, getting ready for their fights. And I was like, I want to be a part of them. Yeah. I remember Sir going to me. But I think you should, you should keep training first and then I'll let you know when, when your time is ready. And then put me in the Muay Thai class from there. I had no Muay Thai. I just Jiu-Jitsu straight into MMA. Yeah, that's all right. But um, yeah, it wasn't the case. Um, and then from there, I went to the first Isco competition. Um, I remember it was, it was scary as if. Scary as um, my the, the last fight I had I met two guys two of the guys that I fought there um, were, were much bigger than me it was like, I think it was like 84 kilos I yeah. fought at um, and one of the main guys that is still on the MMA scene now was Billy McKillies Billy McKillies um, yeah he was a boxing works guy and um, he was knocking everyone out I was like <laughs> shitting bricks I was like myself man I'm not gonna beat this guy and I ended up listening to Sir taking him down ground He's control
2: he, he was. I didn't even use the word takedowns yet Tackling him, yeah, tackling him, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, tackling him, yeah, bootlace. Whoa, there how was. good you are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Slide yeah. on the play ball, <laughs> on the play Oh man, it was it was crazy. I took him down, controlled him on the ground, just basically mounted, off mounted, mounted, gained the points. Yeah, and it went two rounds, the two three minute rounds, whatever it was, and I won by like a landslide when it come to points. Yeah, and, yeah, and um, yeah, that was the first combat. I come home, my wife was like, "You're not allowed to complete your MMA." And I came back and I was like. Um, I came first Yeah, and she goes oh yeah Jiu Jitsu she was thinking that I'd done like a Jiu Jitsu comp and I was like no no I done no MMA I done yeah. Yeah. <laughs> MMA she was like she was burning but then after I was like there's another comp in like 6 months and so I'm gonna get ready um, see if I can win that one and that that day um, won what is it 3 or 4 fights in a row and then my wife was cheering when she was there at that time and I was like okay next step now is in the cage and yeah yeah that's how I progressed from there just open mat MMA into the cage yeah. amateur scenes and
0: and that's it's like hats off to both you guys because that not pushing someone in too soon you know, I mean so many guys and must and come and into absolutely. the gym and say I want to fight MMA and like you the skill levels mm-hmm. are, are Pretty thin, but be able to hold them back and, like you know, let them acquire the skills necessary to compete. Because you know, there is consequences. It's not you're not playing around a golf. You know, you're yeah, gonna go exactly. jump in a, a cage or like, you are know, like amateur. You're still, yeah. you're you're wanna, you are still you want to you want to put your student in you know uh, with a good chance of getting the job done and not not early and not have them potentially scare away from a sport 100%. that they could be successful in. But
2: most people, um, there are people out there that have the view that look, we'll put him in there, we'll give them experience. Yeah. to me is, you know what, you can go in the cage at the back of KMA Yeah. to get the experience back there, mate. <laughs> well, that's it, you get experience yeah, in the gym, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the,
0: the experience is not always positive, you know? You go in there and have a negative experience and you, know, you might never want to come back, so it doesn't exactly. matter. Experience, it is great, but it, it can be, depending on what kind of experience it is, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so, we you fought on the local scene, I know you got the brace title here in Australia. Yes, um,
1: With, I, I racked up four, four, was it, three wins, three or four wins, um, and uh at the time Luke standing was meant to fight uh Nick Honstein mm-hmm. for the featherweight title I don't and know Nick Nick, um, Nick Nick uh went back to America or something like that and then was meant to fly back if their fight got cancelled like twice. Yeah. Um it was meant to fly back and um unify that belt with uh, Luke standing He was on a tear. He was like arm barring everyone at that time. And um Yeah Fire got me to fight but man, I, I beat Jamie Malaki and he goes You got the title fight against um Luke standing and I was like Alright, this is this is gonna be the next step in my career. I didn't know that at that time of winning, um the winner gets a one championship um contract. So I was just like, Alright, this is the this is the Evan May scene now, I'm on a tear, he's on a tear. So um me and Luke dueled it out and um before dueling it out we had another title fight booked, uh, I think it was against um Michael Tobin. Michael Tobin yeah. for well, he's on um, fire at the moment
0: still, yeah. yeah. He's still doing it. So really well. I
1: was meant to fight Michael Tobin for the X F C featherweight title. He had like five titles yeah from different companies back then organisations, yeah. um, organization sorry um and yeah I was meant to fight for the XFC one it was that was organized and then um I won the Brace one and Kaya offered the contract that um, one championship had given and the rest is history yeah, and I'm right. still with I was to say, then. so
0: like fighting for one championship, you know, and in Asia it was that uh, I thought that might have always been the goal but it kinda of just it just kinda of happened, eh? Like not unknownly yeah, 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 you know, given uh, your heritage to- I think
1: everyone's goal was uh, the UFC. Yeah. Um, and everyone was, it was like all UFC and one championship has never been heard of where it, it just been just this company has taken off in Asia, but it wasn't as big. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were talking. I only, only came to my attention when Fire came back from um, Singapore and said we signed on with one championship. I was like, who are they? Yeah, yeah. And I started looking into more, looking into it more. And you know, you got like big names fighting for them. Definitely. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good organization. Plus it's in Asia. And especially back in the time too. Like well,
2: yeah. what what Martin is saying is that Farah's got really good vision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. Right. It's true. <laughs> it's but true. Um, I'll give myself a wrap. <laughs> yeah, no, because.
0: Yeah, like being in the weight, smaller weight classes too. The UFC even back then they didn't even have under 70. So no. I was looking at one of have seen at the time too to stay active because they had our weight classes. So they were on our doorstep. You could tell they were the biggest promotion in Asia and they're only going to get bigger. But I know what you mean. At the time, UFC had such a stranglehold on the sport that no one was really competing with them. Um, lots changed now, obviously, but. Yeah.
2: I think vision
0: there to see where one is who is going to head and and
2: let's face it there's a lot more smaller guys in Asia so obviously you know um, it's much easier for them to put on fights but Mm. now you know how big they are people don't realize we're talking televised in 138 countries. Yeah, the, the, well, the, 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 the number added. of eyes that
0: come across yeah. the 1FC events is crazy, it's crazy,
2: you know, we're talking 1.8 billion viewers. Yeah, that's uh, only in and Asian people. In, yeah, obviously. well that,
0: that, that, that kind of dwarfs uh, uh, the viewership of any UFC massive. event. I massive, mean.
2: look, the numbers are in Asia, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at just the Chinese market, I mean, you know, the numbers don't yeah. lie. But now they've added the app, you can watch Martin's Next Fight, end yeah. of July. on Free, the of, app, charge. free yeah. of charge. Free of charge you can imagine the amount of people that are going to begin onto this app. It's, yeah. to, it's, I mean, it's massive. A lot of
1: people, like fair enough, a lot of people do miss it, but when you have this app on your phone, it's like it sends you a notification. Yeah. The event starts in one hour. Like I've, I've got it every single event after downloading the, um, the app. It's, it notifies you and then you're like, okay, one championship, who's fighting? And then you start looking into it more yeah. and then the hour flies past and you click onto it and it's the Facebook prelims and then it goes on to the main, main event. Man, that's unreal yeah it's, it's pretty cool <laughs> it's t- pretty yeah, clear, t- 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 t-
0: like uh, i mean when i was first introduced to mixed martial arts i found it on an old vhs tape you know what i mean it's exactly, completely man, t- exactly. t- and now you just get a little b- a buzz in your pocket and you get to watch it straight away exactly exactly okay, it's right. yes, taking it <laughs> things to
2: another level but also too you know people in australia don't realize how big i mean you know when we go over there martin will be stopped every 10 meters yeah you know? and you know people talk about billboards they've got video billboards yeah, massive video billboards. yeah and i mean we're there we are like
0: Hey, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that's smart, I was going to ask you that. To this, it kind of frustrates me a little bit that people, you're not as well known here in Australia. Because, of you know, the 1FC is so big in Asia and the UFC is the popular promotion here in Australia. That's true, man. Like, you know, I, I work in the industry of Fox Sports. Your name's not, uh, you know, synonymous with the UFC. It, it doesn't get a... The mainstream media here doesn't get recognition. Where, like you said, over in Asia, you're on big video billboards. Does that does that frustrate you in a way, or well, you're just like, it is what it is? Like in Asia, is that's where my, my market is. That's where my promotion is. And it, it's true. It
1: is what it is. Um, look, I'm not too fussed about the the fame. I know. Yes, uh, in Asia, um, a lot of people do know me compared to home. Um, but you know, in a, in a way, it's very good. I can actually walk the streets here yeah. and drive around and do my own thing as per like a normal kid of what I before I got mm. famous. Um And and, and you, know. you
0: struck me as not the guy who got into sport uh, mixed market, <laughs> to to achieve that fame, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you, you, you you always came across as a very humble guy, so I yeah, you know, I didn't imagine it would yeah upset you too much but I just yeah, I mean the sports getting bigger and bigger, and what you're doing in One FC currently, I would like to see more mainstream media, you know, pick up the yeah, story and yeah, run yeah. with it because it's such a crazy story.
1: It is, it is. Um, being the first to ever attempt three divisions, um, fighting bigger guys, it, you never, you don't really get to see that in the UFC. It's always people weight class against weight class, and the old occasion person cut weight. Down, yeah. go down a weight class, but you don't see people fighting in bigger weight classes or definitely in not three. Yeah, now we've seen guys bounce around from one or two, you know, hundred percent. And, 100%. and mm-hmm. um, to be able to fight for three and defend them, that's 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 my goal. That's my history. Yeah. I want to mark my legacy that way. I've
2: got to say that's one better than Conor McGregor. Respect, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Conor McGregor didn't defend. Now, people say, What's the difference between Absolutely. between Martin and Conor McGregor, apart from the hundred million dollars? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was gonna say the paycheck is the fact that he's actually defended uh, and was still on track. You know, end of July is the opportunity of a lifetime, <laughs> yeah. You know, he gets a second bite of the apple for that third title. And Barnes actually fought for
0: a, uh, you know, a third world title in the third weight class. You know, kind of he went up to world weight, but it wasn't uh, that was just to fight Diaz, who wasn't a real world anyway. Mm. So it's like it's really only challenge for titles in two-way classes, you know, and like you said, never defend him, and that's a huge criticism that you hear a lot about, it's like, you know, you know, the old cliche is, you know, a real champion until you defend your belt, you know, and unfortunately, I'm a big fan of Connor, I don't agree with, with what he's done, especially in recent times. You are a fan seen of his trolleys. fighting <laughs> Exactly, but, um...
1: <laughs> <trolleys. Yeah.
0: laughs> I'll be using Even those to move, move <laughs> shit around my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like, like just, we just talked about the three... Uh, titles in three different weight classes, so you you getting a one FC, on fire, um, string of wins. You do get the call up late notice to fight the featherweight champ, who his name is Murat uh, Gaffron, yep. who's also a pretty dominant champion in the featherweight division. Um, you take you took it on what the, like the, after Wayne, something like was, the yeah, so super was, late um, notice
1: the the day the day before weigh-ins. Um, we get called in. This is my second fight for one championship. I was meant to fight. Um, one one of the athletes that actually work for them now um bashir ahmed so it was it was a fight between two up and coming featherweights and um yeah i was i was prepared for bashir everything was bashir 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 and then the day before um weigh-ins um we get a call i, I was in a hotel room i was with um ali and richard um we were just i think we we're watching a movie or something like that and we get a call can you, we need you down in the press conference room Um, now. I was like, alright, am I in trouble? (laughs) I'm thinking like, alright, the way he said it, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely in trouble. What did I do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was was Matt Hume and Rick Orte, and I was like, okay, so I went down, and Matt Hume sat me down, he goes, okay, um, we're going to scrap your fight with Bashir, Um, what we're going to do for you, is we're going to move you to main event, we think that you're the most worthy, on the card, Um, Jadamba couldn't make it to, um, make it into the country, um, and he explained the situation. Man, a lot of people paid money. There's a lot of people here to watch Marat and um Jadamba, but Jadamba couldn't get in visa issues. So we moved you to main event and you'll be fighting for the interim title. And this is what you will be paid, and this is what um is going to go down if you do come out successful. and <laughs> Pretty hard to say no to. <laughs> and, and I was like, in my head, I was like. I'm like, looking at Gaffra. I'm like, man, that guy's guy a scary dude. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's an opportunity I can't say no to. So I was like, regardless, I'm gonna take the fight. And so as soon as I took that fight, we went back to, up into the change room. We're like, We had to restructure our whole game plan. What are we gonna do? I was on the phone to Sir, he wasn't in there, he was in um Europe at the time. Um Well I
2: thought he was gonna have an easy fight. Yeah. uh, I went on (laughs) holidays. Yeah, so um, confident you're still
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be having some pina coladas in the uh in the Greek Islands probably when you're done.
1: Yeah, so I was on the phone to my wife and I'm like, Yeah, so this is who I'm fighting now and she's like, Oh shit. (laughs) That's good. I was like, Oh thanks. (laughs) Thanks, thanks for letting me know. And um yeah, we're watching his tapes and then um we had to go back down like an hour later for pre recordings so they can get that all pre-ready as well and then um yeah man it was it was pretty crazy the way how everything just unfolded it was like less than 24 hours before the weigh-ins and yeah. i was like i was like man i'm here to weigh the in whole press i'm here to fight yeah i'm already here they got me here a day longer which is even worse so um it is what it is and we just go in there and do our thing and you know what it was in, in a way, it was a very good experience um, for me to take on Marat and the way it went down and yeah, unfortunate the unfortunate way it was. But um, just I learned so much about myself yeah. and how much I can handle and the emotions and everything like that. And also, um, just it just made me realize more the people around you, um, how they make you feel and everything coming up to f- um, fight time as well because yep. I didn't really get that much positivity. Um, so now that... Whenever I go over for a fight, there's always a team with me. Yeah, it makes it makes me other. I'm so thankful that the guys that don't have to be there, you know. Yeah. But um, they come over for me and they make it feel as much to home as possible, and that's where I'm most comfortable. Relaxed. Yeah, relaxed, home. Where I feel like it's home, you know, because I get homesick. you know As soon as I leave my wife and the kids for at least a day or two, I'm like calling them every second. But whereas once I have sir and. A lot of the KMA boys were training partners like, there. Oh, let's, here, let's travel here. let it's like a big traveling group, you know. Yeah. like Um. Man, we we go around everywhere, and make it feel like home. And by the time you know, him, man, it's fight day, and you're like, okay, yeah, let's fight.
0: And it's good because you think about the fight. If if, that, if you don't have that, that company there, <laughs> mm. and it's just you're left with you and, and your thoughts. and yeah, You know, exactly, think about the fight. Man. The time the fight comes, you're exhausted because yeah, you've been playing like, it over and like, over I in your head. don't
2: want him thinking about
0: the. You don't want it until you're pretty much walking to the arena, you know. then You're trying to get your hands wrapped, and then it's trying to switch yeah, on. But
1: absolutely. So with our formula, we um every country we go to we just travel yeah we, we travel around there's there's like there's things that we have to do as fighters like photographies and signings and um videographies for the event yeah um but in terms of like um the, the travel and you know, every every country we hit man we, we look at the best places to go enjoy we just science. enjoy yeah. the well, sights well, the next day it's part of the journey yes, it's part of the whole experience to go exactly to enjoy exactly. It. It's, it's, like, it's like how i think of it is like how often we're going to come to this country yeah so and we just travel around as much as possible, we'll go to sightseeing places, um, enjoy their food, the local food. Um, Chilis is our main thing, as well, yeah, well to get the American feel. Chilis down <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, uh, after um, the last weigh we go to Chilis. Yeah, that's our If they have one, we're there. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So um, we enjoy it up until, the say, the events on Friday night. We enjoy up to the Thursday night. Um, we do our last training session. And then in the morning, we do a morning spread out. And then throughout the day, it's all locked on, man. Like yeah. I, turn off, I turn off my phone um i turn off everything um the only thing i'll probably be doing is we're either we're playing um games like our ps4 yeah or you know we're, we're we're sitting down in the lobby um talking about it or uh we're sleeping down, like, we're not we're not here to um to muck around no more just, yeah. this yeah. is the crunch now so um that's how it's always been the first four days there it's it's the traveling and the last day there, it's straight game plan.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean it's a great approach because I, I know from my own experience when I've been there and I haven't had a team around me, you just do you you kind of walk around the hotel, getting bored, just thinking about the fight, and then they can it can just be so it, counterproductive. Yeah. 100%. And you know, you just think about it so much. Like I said, you're exhausted by the time it comes, and to get out and do that kind of stuff, enjoy where you are. You know, what I mean, like Absolutely. smell the roses a little bit. Um, you know, you get you walk into that that final day so much fresher. And saw an awesome photo. I think it might have been your last fight with your son. He was able to walk oh, yeah, out. No, they... That was a
1: Bibiana fight. Um, I thought, you know what? It's, it's a it's a history making fight, and um, so I brought my whole family. Yeah, along no, because we had a holiday booked straight after that for Thailand. I was like, just pay that bit extra and you know enjoy the fights, enjoy the scene around Bangkok, and then we'll go down to um, Krabi. And, yeah. yeah, the kids were there at, at the event. Um, Chachuri put them in VIP, and you know what, I was like to, in my head, I want my kids to walk out with me. Yeah. You know, mate, so, that's such so memories
0: for you. know for it your is, family. It is. That's, that's amazing. And too. my son,
1: my son and my daughter, they, they, they loved it so much. Um, they were in the change rooms with us while we were warming up and then, um, they went to sit back and, and watch the rest of the fights and my daughter fell asleep yeah right <laughs> Yeah, clearly how, how entertaining the fights were and how loud it was in the in that stadium I didn't know how the hell she fell asleep yeah right and jet, my lag, son's, my son's jet lag like, <laughs> my son's like full shaking like getting ready and I was yeah. like the guy comes and goes alright Kai come your dad wants you and that was it. He was he was like buzzing awake, yeah. and then he yeah. came back out to back, and we walked out together. I was like, "Where's Tiana? And she said, she's sleeping. I was like, <laughs> "It's so loud out there. How can she sleep?" And then um, my my wife eventually woke her up uh, as we were walking out, and um, she was gutted. So she wants to go. Th- she still wants to go out uh, to an, another fight. And She goes, "Can I walk out with you this time?" Like, "Are you gonna fall asleep this time?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, no, she's um. She's she's gutted, but my son got an yeah. awesome shot, man. Mate,
0: when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's a special moment you know, yeah, for, for, for you, your family, your son. Like, it's something that you'll never forget, you know. Such a, a huge stage to you know be a part of with your old man, you know, walking to the
1: cage. Man, he was walking, he was holding my hand, and he was like squeezing my hand. I was like, relax, just enjoy the moment. Look at the view, look at everyone cheering. I are going to his hand and soon, son. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're breaking mate. my knuckles. Yeah, I'm
2: like, relax, man, relax.
1: <laughs> He's. Um, he enjoyed the moment very very well and um look i even made it even more special his favorite song uh, which was alan walker faded i put it on for him yeah um we walked out and you know um man we enjoyed the whole thing man. yeah, yeah. that walkout no, out was
0: special every- man yeah. so let's just talk about your title fights because what you've done in the 1fc championship is unheard of it is absolutely history making mm-hmm. um so you're fighting in the featherweight division you fought Murat once, who was a champion. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't quite get the job done. You know, you got caught up 24 hours uh, out from the fight to jump into that one. Um, but obviously, took plenty of positives out of that, and because you went on a tear after that fight. Uh, how many fights did you win consecutively? Uh,
1: three or four, four fights. Yeah, in ex- yeah.
0: extremely impressive fashion. you know? all, yeah. all, all first all, round all finishes. big names. Big, all. Yeah, yeah, up and comers again. Uh, Lee was one of them. Who, yeah. um, you know, they're really all on winning comers.
1: streaks. Um, so all of, how I like to say is, um, there's some fights. That you can when you watch it you can say yeah it's a setup fight or not um yeah you know but all of my fights have been strictly hard man everyone was on winning streaks everyone was up and comers potentially the next was, big things you're going for all correct. the time yeah, yeah so um i uh, went through four of those guys and um you know what it, it was i thought i'd have to at least fight one more guy before i got the rematch with um yep. and apparently at the time they were trying to find an opponent for Gafarov because uh, it almost hit a year since he competed for um so it, they were like, they couldn't find him anyone. Yeah, they asked three cars apparently, and they needed more time or whatever the time that Gafarov wanted to fight. So I was the only one that made sense that I was on a winning streak and um just took out Gafarov's um last opponent, you know, in, yeah. in the first round. So, um, they offered me to fight, man, and straight away we put a team together. Yeah. Um, Thank
0: they you had very a much. and that's like like a little what people don't realize is you know living that martial arts lifestyle always kind of being ready you know i mean you can take those 100%. opportunities see the other opponents who offer that fight i know what they do in their downtime or you know they they, they go in and out of shape now that you miss these opportunities and like you grow to both hands, and then and then look
1: i was ready man and i was like i was like you know what i just fought in january um it's now august i'm ready for another fight i'm always on shape i was been on shape for the last what six to seven months so um I'm ready to go, man. Anyone? Give me anyone. Yeah. And um,
2: they came back and goes, here you go. You got Gaffarov. Yeah, and I was like, and, and that was actually the first fight where we actually had a bit of notice. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. Most of the fights were like sometimes two and four weeks notice. Yeah. By, uh, ready to fight. So which which really says a lot about you know how athletic. Yeah. Martin is and At, how, how disciplined. And a product he is. of the school too. So, you know, Absolutely. you have that
0: lifestyle of you know, staying shape. Well, could you like mixed martial arts ever evolving You never ever know it all so as you're constantly learning in the gym staying in shape and then these opportunities pop up you're, you're able to take them um, Yeah, and the fight came around with with Gaffarov. he was a, a pretty big favourite to hold on to his a, title he was,
1: he was a 10 to 1 um, 10 to I was, 1 yeah he was a 10 to 1 I was, I was paying like $4 or something and <laughs> he was like a dollar sixty or something crap like that yeah right um, I didn't know these I was until afterwards um, so otherwise I would have put a bet on myself yeah <laughs> 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 um so yeah, that, that fight came around. Uh, we knew he was big on the jiu jitsu thing. So we worked with Treko. Um, yeah, yeah,
2: we 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 recruited uh, Mr. Treko. Yeah, Mr. No, Treko which friend, I think he, he's, head got head a, he's got he's got such a tight game. Yeah, and um, and, and, I, was, and and his fighting I
1: style was like Afrob's as well. Similar, yeah, if Anything better?
2: Um, Grapple, so, get on top. Yeah, yeah the top position, game.
1: and you know, just empowering their will on top, and you know, um, working with Treko. He, I was like this young young lion, right? And working with Trekker, he calmed me down into the perfect um, defensive jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you know, jiu-jitsu we, guy, we, so. we drilled the back
2: constantly. Constant. And, and I actually said to Marty, you know what? If you can get used to uh, Mr. Trekker's Trekker holding your back yeah. Yeah. and his yeah. pressure, because we've got a very tight game, Yeah, it's gonna be easy in the, in the fight. And yeah. you know what he actually said, Martin said after the fight he goes, Mate, Treko was a lot stronger on the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Triko, Triko was just overall in general. Even all right, the guy um, Gaffer, i got me in like
1: a double unders, so that was my fault. But in terms of like being on the ground, Treko's ground game is so much more like, tighter and yeah. suffocating. here. Yeah. so um, I, I kind of when when I was working with the seven weeks with Triko, um I got used to just having that pressure on top of me. And Hayden helped us out as well, jumping in there while I was dead. So yeah, um, yeah just when when Gaffer, I've had my back. I was like. Just stayed calm that was the main thing Stay calm and worked out of every imposing will he he tried to offer so and then i can just physically see it he broke man he, he was so gassed after the first round and looking in, like we went back to the corner he had the first round because of the the grappling and everything i was looking at him um in my corner so and trekker were talking to me and i was like he was he was gassed his head
0: was yeah, down
2: yeah. Between and it, legs. it can be
0: like it can be uh yeah kind of crushing and like it could, that You had your opponent in the positions that you wanted. You know, what I mean, like yeah, you know, could, I yeah. should I should finish him, and then you don't finish him. He's looking fresher. It <laughs> could be very yeah, like um, yeah, yeah you, you sort of left not knowing what else to do. You
2: know, yeah. well, well, especially for him, it was pretty deflating because he actually held the world record for I think it was six or six, seven. Yeah, you know, something ridiculous. Six world week record records in a row. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Last and, fights, uh, and yeah. nobody could get out. Yeah, but there so, you go.
0: You got your next opponent in that yeah. exact same position. And it's pretty disheartening not being able to, to finish it.
2: And actually, during that uh, first round break, you know. I actually said to Martin, he's gonna, you know, just he's gonna come on strong. Yeah. Uh, and Martin says, I'll knock him out. I mean, he knew he was gonna knock yeah. him out. Yeah. I mean, there was no ifs or buts. So that knockout didn't happen by chance. No, nah, yeah, yeah. We um, knew, we knew it was
1: gonna happen. Um, even throughout fight week, we were just, we we're just implementing him coming forward with either the lazy left kick or the lazy left jab to close in for that takedown. Yeah. And that's all he done throughout the last six fights. Um, and we knew that that's the way we we're gonna catch him and. Working with Chrysler with my striking and everything as well, It just everything was natural reaction. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah. if he threw something, I'd
1: react. I have to react. And moving backwards after he, so say, reset, because yeah. um, everything just happened so fast in that uh, second round, we reset, he chased me, and that's yeah. I was like, yes, this is, what, this is what I want. Bang. Him to come forward and he threw the lazy left kick and, and I just came is. over, man. Yeah. And the rest is history. Yeah, Base it was really beautiful. So I kind of straight
2: over and right, yeah. And it, yeah. And it was probably the biggest upset, really. in it was, MMA um, history. I mean, you know, yeah. nobody. Everyone wrote. wrote Not the way it
0: went down, definitely. Maybe you know to, to yeah, like <laughs> I seen like your way you did, and then I mean the upsets didn't finish there either. You then you know you had a little yeah. bit plan of attack, didn't you? Like you knew that you could bounce around weight classes because you you know you weren't a big featherweight.
1: Yeah, so, so in that throughout the um, fight week, we were um, the the weight limit was seventeen point three. Um, uh, that's the one championship rule so you're weighing in basically like which weight. are a little bit different to other yeah. MMA organizations yeah. because
0: they've had, they've had issues with fighters yeah. all passing away cutting passing weight away, so they, cutting they've they yeah. changed their weight classes to accommodate fully hydrated walk yeah,
1: walking weight
0: yeah yeah, yeah which is, so, I think is great for the athlete it's great for the spectacle too because you get oh, yeah, athletes yeah. in there full of beans and just fighting at their potential full potential not going in full there full
1: potential no excuses not I had to cut this much weight or you know having flat performances exactly yeah. everyone's on point every yeah. single time there's no excuses so Coming into that fight, I was sixty eight. That, that one morning, I woke up sixty eight flat, and I was like, "Man, I'm only two kilos away from, <laughs> from um Bantam- the bantamweight." And I was talking to him at breakfast. We we're eating buffet. Um, I was like, "Man, I wake up sixty eight kilos this morning." The next step after we win this title, we can go down to bantamweight, yeah, like that.
0: And, and challenge of uh, Fernandez. Who yeah, so he is arguably considered
1: one of the best. The best bantamweights,
0: yeah, yeah, in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he's been he's been pretty dominant in that one bantamweight. Now, division he's had the title for a
1: long time so mm-hmm. yeah definitely one of the the world's best band and weights 100 and um we were talking about it and we we pushed on about it and we go look after after the um after the yeah. fight we'll drop the seed and we'll let the media play out the rest yeah, yeah. and as soon as i dropped the seed um that i might <laughs> be dropping down weight division get chase our second um title the media blew it out yeah it was massive and um one championship knew what i wanted um, and they knew that it would be a big fight and I thought they were going to offer that fight because Bibiana was ready for another fight. Yep. So um, <laughs> one morning I was sleeping, I was waking up 69 kilos, 68 and a half. I was still around that weight um, weight limit of what I um, wanted to be. I, get a phone call, um, I read an email, sorry, Matt Hume emailed me and he goes, um, congratulations on the win. Um, we know that you're ready to go again, you're not injured or anything, so um, we'd like to offer you a fight at the the second belt which will be at lightweight and I was like hold <laughs> yeah, on a minute I didn't want way. to go like, I didn't want to go that way that's not like putting on 10 kilos yeah. like, darling put on the pancakes I yeah. just <laughs> and um I was shocked I was like they're putting me up against a guy that I fully respect and I'm kind of have like a close friendship with um and I was like they want me to fight for his title he just beat Shinyaoki and it's a big fight yeah wow Shinya um, who is like a legend in the yeah, sport you know 100%. he's yeah
0: and one of the best grapplers in the world, 100. Uh, percent So that's the, the lightweight champion Edward Folang
1: Folleying, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Edward was the belt holder then. And um, look, before I accepted that belt anything, I, I obviously spoke to Sir, and it was good, positive vibes of taking it, nothing to lose, mm-hmm. uh, ra rah rah. But I was like, I seen Edward, and, I, and we and we and we communicated throughout the time where he was training, and um, I, I've I've seen the process and all the adversity he'd gone through. Um, to get this title, and yeah. I was like, I'm, I messaged him. I'm like, Look, dude, this is what they want. They want us to fight each other for your title um, in the Philippines. Um, what do you think? And then he came back to me saying, We're martial artists at the end of the day. Um, we have to put on a show for the fans. So Ew. I was like, I cut it off. What legend? I'm like, Okay, done. So I signed the papers, um, had a big breakfast. <laughs> Ended up um, fight, come fight week, I was seventy one kilos. Yeah, I was like, it was so funny. Everyone was laughing at me. We we're in the Mall of Asia, um, so the Nobu Hotel, City of Dreams. And everyone was weighing in, everyone was like getting down to their undies, some yeah. getting naked just to weigh in. Yeah. Um. After their hydration, I'm walking in with my backpack and <laughs> yeah. fully clothed with my shoes on. I jump on the scale, it said I was like 73 or 74. And what's
0: the cutoff there for lightweight? So, that nah,
1: their lightweight is 77.1. 77, so at so well almost like weight. the world yeah. yeah, So everyone's so. uh, weight division traditionally yeah, moves up a weight class, but fully hydrated. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So no weight cutting. And um, Edward, i seen his scales, he, uh, he weighed in at 77.1 on the dot. And I was weighing in like 73, 74 with fully clothes yeah. and used the whole shoes, bit. like bottles of water Brinks, in my Brinks bag. in your backpack. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I had, I had everything yeah. in my backpack because um, we are going out to shopping or we were yeah. going sightseeing yeah. sightseeing sure yeah. after that. So I weigh in and everyone was just laughing at me. I was like, I'm, I'm way underweight. And the morning of the fight, I weighed myself. I was 71, 71.2 kilos yeah, and right. that was after breakfast after so you imagine breakfast.
0: someone like the champion Edward he would have weighed at 77 like he's more than likely going to weigh eight, over 80 kilos come oh, fight market, rehydrating buffet breaking, whatever you know yeah, sticking yourself 24 uh, hours out you know for for, uh, the uh,
1: after the fight I was I was contemplating like because his kicks were hard man. I, was, yeah. I wasn't walking like up, like properly until two weeks afterwards Yeah. Uh, but during during that fight I was like I didn't feel any kicks or he was kicking me and I was like yeah whatever yeah. I was eating him you know so um, I didn't know what his potential weight class was up until recently when I went to Bali and he was there with me um at the one championship summit so um, I asked him look dude what, how much did you weigh come fight day you know yeah. when we fought and he was like oh, I weighed 79 and a half yeah. so I was like Okay.
0: <laughs> in my head I was like ten kilos. I was right, like, oh, holy crap. I was
1: seventy one, you had like eight and a half kilos on me. Yeah he yeah. yeah. I'm like during the fight during the fight when I um like the the fight lead up in the week leading up to the fight, I didn't think that you were that much bigger than me. I was like yeah. I was taller I'm taller than you, yes. But in terms of size, when I stood next to you, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's same versus same." But yeah. it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I watched watched video back, I was like, "Holy crap! Look at his legs. is an absolute monster. Look at his monster. body. Yeah, he's yeah, a no, monster." He... I was like, "What the hell? I went, I went against that." You can actually see the size difference, and I was yeah, like, "Man, the what the hell was I thinking?" And um, yeah, those leg kicks, I felt it, and it was the reason why I didn't walk two weeks later. Yeah. You know? Um, but um, yeah, lucky enough to come. He was right hand man. He was, man. He was throwing the same again. moves. He was throwing the same kicks and same attack as he was the last few fights and our game plan was to initially take him down yeah and ground and pound and it only happened in the first round where he went for a lazy throw and i had was a 15 20 seconds to ground and pound him and um didn't really land much so in the second round i had to gain a bit of confidence and um like move move forward in that fight so um he kept throwing the same moves uh, the spinning back kicks and the Mm fists and it was up to me to adjust so he first he threw the first two and i stepped to that side and i was like okay so now after i stepped the first one was like i stepped aside the second one was like okay what do i do from here after i stepped from the side and i seen it Steps i through. sent him the
2: third time when he threw it and i just Bang. i just launched the punch right, that, that little trigger like you saw yeah, gaffer off right? that lazy yeah, leg kick yeah, you see when yeah, i was feeling you need you know what the, and yeah, and the, the, the interesting trigger. story is the night before our training partner yeah got knocked out with the very same punch yeah so um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know there, there was some drilling there yeah I like wasn't right. lucky so they were uh, drilling, like the were drilling the training partners
0: the day before
1: the fight, wood drilling good and, old Andy um, Lee yeah, yeah Andy was like yeah just hit me bro it's alright we'll, we'll work and so I was like oh, we broke off the clinch and it was just like a lazy left right hook and then and it was underground and I was like, Holy oh, shit, are you alright? Right? It was one of those ones. I was Did like, you I jump can't... on him and start pounding him out. No. <laughs> yeah. I honestly I felt like crap, man. I was like, the guy's here to watch me.
0: Till Silfari thought... pulls me off, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in fight mode.
2: <laughs> but you know what the what that showed though, that you know, his timing was just on, you know, he was yeah, just peaking. Was on point. Everything was And on he didn't point. hit him hard, but Ooh, that's you know, it, that's he's, he's the, aiming for the button.
0: The punches that, that drop you off, they're not the ones you load up with and you know, put everything behind it, they're not as perfectly timed and they you know, hit hit the mark. Yeah. Um yeah so
1: and that one yeah I landed it on Edward and um look it just it was it hit me emotionally kind of a bit because I don't like see friends or people yeah. I know close like in that position and that was and for huge, me to do it it kind of made me feel like shit yeah but
0: um a talking yeah. point post fight it was, it was such a remarkable knockout of, you know another highlight real knockout mm-hmm. but just the way you reacted straight away there was no celebrating you just sat down next to him oh, bro, was I was, like, okay, I was like,
1: like trying to pull his mouthguard out I was like and I didn't realise at the time that um, the ref and the doctor obviously has better... Um, you better thought you got your mate Tony in back no. in primary school yeah, trying exactly. to put your shoulder yeah. back in. Yeah, I've exactly. got this. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I straight away went, and went to his aid. I shouldn't have put his head up. I was trying to get his mouth guard out. Because yeah. it was like clinched down. He's, I can see that his jaws like full clinched. Yeah. I was trying to get his mouth guard out and the doctor and, uh, pushed me away. And I was like... Fuck. Yeah, you guys have a better chance of finding that I mean, that, that speaks
0: volumes for yourself in terms of what kind of guy you are, not just a fighter, but, you know, as a, an adult, a human, just being able to see make down, the last thing from your mind was celebrating, was just down making sure he, he was okay. And and, and I remember watching post, just the amount of, uh, talk about that moment yeah a lot like, of how? i gained a
1: lot of respect and a lot of um fans um i mean even afterwards he goes you guys beat our hero but can we take a photo of you Come yeah up. yeah, like yeah. That. it was it was like the philip people were so nice yeah they yeah. Were like what you did after the fight like i silenced twenty thousand people man it was like twenty one thousand or something like that yeah everyone was going for um edward another and huge Martin. favorite
0: or, you know another oh, huge absolutely. favorite
1: and, and rightfully um, so Yep. Yeah, and, um, yeah, man, Ed White is like a Manny Pacquiao of MMA over there. Yeah. yeah. So he's massive over there. And the whole 21,000 or 20,000 people in the Mollav Asia arena, it was like basically we're going for him. Yeah. And I, I'm had, sure, me, you, you, I had me and my team with me only. so... Yeah.
0: But now, post fight, I'm sure we just acquired 20,000 yeah, fans as I, well. I, you know, yeah. I
1: yeah. I've I got a lot of messages. i got a lot of people coming up to, um, in, even into our hotel, um, Lobby and I like wanting photos and you know talking about the fight and best thing this, you know talk about it and, and eventually you'll get over it. Yeah. And um, it's it's what happened, man. And Edward came back. Um, that last card that we fought on, um, where I defended my first title, um, Edward was um, he was fighting on the same card. He yeah. was fully recovered. Awesome. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you don't it's another another part of the sport you don't hear too much about, you know, like as you said, martial arts artist uh you know your job's to fight the best in the world sometimes that best in the world happens to be a mate um yeah it's so interesting yeah just the way it all panned out you know and and uh yeah it's, it's part this, it's, it got it, like you said yourself it's 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 um part of the sport it kind of sucks in the way you know what I mean? does, to get the win does, the way yeah. that you know you've i mean it's a whole lot real knockout um and yeah, but to do it over a friend yeah, it must yeah be and usually a, like, bit, a bit of sweet feeling
1: usually i'd i'd post like photos and videos after my fights um yeah, you know, just just uh, on my fan page and that, uh, yeah. like, for that fight, uh, to help him get over it, I didn't post it yeah, or remind yeah. him of, like, the punches right, yeah. or anything like that. But well, if it was, like, mm-hmm. someone like Gafrov I would have, like, met, put it up straight away, because yeah. it's the same way he's done to me, and, like, even with the Christian fight, I'll put it up straight away, just to boast and let my fans know um, some photos yeah. are there and everything like that. But with the Edward fight, I didn't post nothing at all. And, and I, 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 I kind of feel that, it probably didn't help him at all but um with one championships post of him getting knocked out all the time um but on my end I've done everything right by, by not reminding him of yeah and you know, just that so that you, you sleep well at night I said yeah.
0: like like if you if it doesn't feel right with you then yeah that's a good indication of not the door just so you can yeah feel good about the whole process and, 100% yeah. yeah um so there that was history making you acquired your second belt in two different weight classes shocked the world exactly, <laughs> exactly. Michael, <laughs> To uh, no, going into both fights as a huge, huge underdog. Huge, yeah. You then call out Bibiano, who you want to go down, down back to bantamweight to fight for your third world title in three different weight classes. Bibiano arguably the biggest name of the three uh, title holders that you, you've challenged, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and even more history making. So that was then set not long after you beat Edward for yeah, the so, lightweight um,
1: title Bibiano has seen that he knew that I was after him and he knew that I was calling his name out um, via the media you know the media blew it up pretty quick so um, after that fight with Edward, he knew that his name was going to get mentioned again yeah. and he even said it himself and he goes I knew my name was going to get mentioned again I knew this fight it was had to happen and this, up. Is, and this is the best best way to test myself is what he said is to mm-hmm. fight the best and he's on a roll at the moment and
0: and to put it in, like, into perspective uh, Fernandez is a guy that generally finds it hard
1: to take fights because people duck him because he's such a dominant champion. He's yeah, like yeah. Um, he's been so good for so long. He's even back in the Pride days, he was he was he was killing it featherweight and bantamweight. Yeah, you know? so even the Dream Pride, um, now he's he even hunter. got signed to UFC as well. But it was like due to contract issues, he couldn't yeah. fight for him. And then well, he
0: came out saying that he's much happy to fight in ONE FC too. Yeah, so wanted to then,
1: stay there. Yeah. So now he's on one championship. He he was on like a seven fight like seven um so. Uh, title fight um, defense. defenses yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so he's, he's been pretty dominant and he's taken out every single one of those guys dominantly so yeah. it wasn't like a decision fight it was only one decision fight against Reese McCarron yeah. um, but other than that all those other fights had been like first round finishes yeah, and yeah. you know it was, it was like decisive dominant champion you know so um, in in a way I I said to myself I only want to fight the best yeah. so Bibiano was the next step and then came that fight I was I still think that um I, i've done enough to take to take the victory and for me in that position and that right of moment to push bibiano to near breaking point yeah i think i would have been his hardest fight throughout his whole career yeah definitely you know? i um, mean that
0: five and five rounds but like yeah and he lost a split decision it, it was super close And so when i went to the judges i didn't know which way i was going to go um yeah i mean but to to get uh, such a you know 25 minute war um, yeah. and just have it slip and go go bibiano's way.
1: Yeah, it must and have I been. And I think the turning point, because one championship, they don't go by round round by round. Yeah. And if it was round by round, I, I personally think I would have had that in the bag. Yeah, right. I was um, unaware of that. So what, they just yeah, have they, it like they judge overall hoop? Overall, overall, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah gotcha. So if you go good in the first and second, and then up until the fourth, and then the fifth round, as you can see Bibiana with the, uh, the fight with Bibiana, he knocked me down in that fifth round, Yeah. and it was like a flash knockdown, but that's what the judges saw. Remember. That's what they remember, yeah, and totally. that's what um, threw it in his favor, I personally think. But um, look, the way he won, it wasn't really decisively. Um, so it's up to him if he wants to... He doesn't have to redeem yeah. himself, but if I was a champion, um, and I had just won, and my opponent... Um, it could have gone either way, yeah. and I was it we, true that
0: you still got handed your your win bonus that fight? I did, yeah. So there so, you go. That's a pretty. So Chachu,
1: Chachu, um, the the CEO came into um the room and man, he was telling me the judges got it wrong. Yeah, yeah had you, and, and shot, you had that fight, and you had to be there. You no. had to be there and hear every shot because it was mainly um with one championships um judging criteria. It's look the takedowns is like the least. So yeah. if you take someone down, it doesn't really care if they get back up. Like, yeah, you're yeah. back to square one, you know. Yeah, right. um, So it's more from um, damage. Yeah. Damage striking is the main. Um,
2: Would the you main open quarantine.
1: him up with a yeah, beautiful elbow and? I, know, I opened his him up. pretty bad. Um, man, he was he was bleeding throughout the whole five rounds. He yeah. bruised up. He and and in
2: that, the footage doesn't show as much blood because in Asia they don't want to see as much. Yeah, yeah. Right. but I can That's tell you, brutality, is, yeah. Yeah. I, there was a lot of blood. Yeah, right. I mean there was a lot of damage yeah. to the point where he's still injured. Yeah, yeah, so he's that, still fighting. That's saying something there was
1: there was a lot of look. There was a lot of um, there was a lot of uh, things that went wrong in that fight where I could have questioned, yeah. um, like the three groin strikes. Um, I got back of the back of the head strikes twenty one times. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We're in that clinch and he was throwing these ones, no, the no look punches and yeah. it's in my head it happened twenty one times. He never got a yellow card for that. Yeah. Um, and that's like one thing that um, one championships um very strict on is like the. The rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to fight by the rules. Um if I th- I think if it was another ref, he would have got a yellow card. Yeah. And that would have swung it in my favour. Yeah. But um look, that didn't happen in that fight. Um the last the last fifty seconds or so in the fourth round, they stopped the fight to check his cut. Yeah. It so gave him time to recover. Um, yeah. So all was, these little things. All uh, these little things and I'm and looking at on like, split decision, you know what So all those little bumper decisions. Decision. Uh, now, I could have done more damage within that fourth round, and he didn't have nothing else in the fifth round for, yeah. to knock me down. You know, it was yeah. uh, the, like all these things that you contemplate, and um, look, it even came down to like the the hand wrapping, um, my hand wrapping in the change room. Um, my hands went wrapped until uh, three fights up until my fight. Yeah, so. everyone's hands was wrapped. Um, the last three fights, which was the K Man event and the one before K Man event. Um, those two went fast. There was like knockouts. So first round, first round. And I had literally 10 10 to 15 minutes to warm Warm up. up. That's it.
2: And yeah, we we're well, very much into routine. So things yeah, like that yeah. normally don't happen. I mean, we're not making excuses, yeah. but little things add yeah. up. Like I said, like a little and, uh, 1% is here and there. Yeah.
0: So. And then but, when it comes down to the wire. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. But the good thing is that, you know, he didn't get to, our number one thing is not to let the other guy fight their game. Yeah, yeah. And his game was to take, take you down, down and keep you down. Yeah. And you know what? The world's best five times world BJJ champion. Yeah, yeah. Could not do that to Mark Yeah. and to me, you know, that's really positive, and yeah. uh, and plus damaging, damaging him you know what, that's saying a lot about Martin's power um, and strength.
0: People want to see that fight again, I, like I know for a fact, so mm. it sounds like it's all serving as motivation. for it for, is. You know, it is. The, uh, the imminent rematch, you know, I know you got another fight booked uh, because is still unable to compete due to those injuries uh, you, you know, you suffered in your fight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, like well, again, the true martial arts, you just want to stay busy and fight the next absolutely. number one contender. Well,
2: if Martin wins that uh, belt, which we obviously believe he will, winning that belt, then um, I don't think he's got a choice. Well, yeah, so <laughs> what 1FC have,
0: have done, so people understand they put up an interim uh, title yeah. title belt for the band and weight division because Bibiano is unable to compete so another opportunity to grab that third belt um, and then with that interim belt the champion has nowhere to run basically he has to Correct. defend yeah, against the interim champ he has to unify it and yeah.
1: look he's beaten me he's beaten um, Kevin so in a way he's he's kind of got that confidence that yeah. he's going to win no matter what but I think um, I think even he knows that my fight against himself uh, was the hardest today. Yeah. And um, his, his confidence does that He's least it. yeah, just
2: so you know. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'll, I'll do the trash talk again. Yeah. I'll, 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 to <laughs> see, I'll, I'll be I'll be the bad guy. The, <laughs> <Bibi>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think um, look, straight after the um the fight with Bibiana um, Chachu, um, because he seen it, it could have gone my way, uh, could have gone his way, because it was so razor thin. Chachu offered him the rematch, and he said no, yeah, yeah, yeah. straight away. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> I, in, my, in my, in a way, I was like, you know, in a way, I was like, even if it happened six months from here, I didn't care. Like, let's let's rematch, it. and he goes, give me time to rest. Yeah, apparently, he accepted the rematch. But then now he's still injured from the fight. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, Well that's hartledge They are, they they take a while to recover from when you yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
0: He's probably so Should I get like, Tony on the phone to get some physio. To
1: <laughs> <laughs> pull my arm Tony. Um now look, I have two other titles to defend. I can't store the division as like, as long as I want to. Um so the the, the next challenger that came up was um Christian yeah. that defended that belt against him. He was he mean, he was knocking people out, finishing people he was on a four fight winning streak yeah. after he's lost to me. So um, he was so confident that he was gonna take me out in this fight as well and it was as frustrating as the fight went, I got the W. Um, so next step, um, I told Chatchery that I wanted to rematch Bibiana and that's when he told me that And Chachery's the the, the the boss of one FC. He he's the boss of one F C. Like there's matchmakers, there's Matt Hume and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But he's um, a top dog. But the top dog gets the gets the that says, Okay, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah, fight's yeah, yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. So I uh, I as much as I have to go through Matt Hume and that yep. um, I try to bypass that and go chachri this is what I want <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and although you're not meant to but chachri sees me as like a like a close friend and um he, he puts in a word for into, to Matt Hume yep. and Matt Hume works it out whatever the way they work it out and um they like, go okay. We can make that fight happen. Yeah. Or, you but know, I don't have
0: to imagine too as just the uh, employer-employee relationship. Yeah. You couldn't be more happy with the way you've performed over the last few years. Taking a lot light, light, uh, late notice fights, taking on champions in multiple divisions, staying busy when you don't have to. You know, you can sit back and wait for that rematch with Buyana, but you don't want to. You want to take the next number one card. Uh, no what uh, more, contender. What better
1: way? How I see it is, um, look, fighters want to fight. Yeah. And what better way for that is, um, like promotions they want fighters who come to fight and if you're ready to fight every single time i mean that's 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 what they're after Hand, handmade you know yeah, that's yeah. that's right there that's you know he wants to fight and he wants to fight All right, let's put him together yeah. you know so yeah and
2: and i've got to say you know i mean you see the odd you know person on online will say oh martin's getting you know some favoritism here i can tell you there's no favoritism mm. you know really he's never had anything on a platter with yeah. that short notice fight fighting people that nobody else wants to fight. Different weight
1: divisions.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I so, didn't know this
0: until you just told me earlier about, I mean, you know, the hands being wrapped and all the, you know, the ref not picking yeah. up the little fouls that are happening. That, I mean, that's a clear indication of, you know, if there was favouritism, it's been, it's been ignored. <laughs> exactly. 100%. It hasn't been easy. But even yeah. with this
2: fight, you know, look, yeah, he, there is an interim title and, you know, does Martin deserve it? Well, I personally think he does. But, you know, as an organisation, you know, when I, uh, you know, when we, when we pitched it, it's also, we're also thinking of the company. Mm. And let's face it, you got the two next best guys. Yeah. Because uh, this guy's injured. The champion's out. In inverted commas. Yeah. Um, you know, it's in the organization's best interest. interest to have the two best guys fighting. And we have the Philippines. I'm telling you, it's going to be massive. Yeah, because yeah.
0: your next opponent, he's, he's from Team Akai again. Like from,
2: from Team Akai. Um, uh, team is a big favorite over there. And um,
1: look, the Filipinos love him and they support him. and fanatical. F- yeah but you, you're getting crazy
0: support too over there you know with your yeah. vietnamese background uh i can just see from you know when i when i see you fight the, <laughs> the crowd just erupts you know what i mean so you're very well uh much loved over there and that just brings me to another little thing i mean you're telling me which i found super interesting um when you were going through asia to, pr- to promote events they took you to vietnam yeah, so to try and uh you know promote your upcoming fight and yeah. i was surprised that they're. With all that amount of media, on it, the government got involved and did yeah, what you want in the
2: country, yeah, hundred percent, because no, of the yeah, way yeah, you parents we, we, we won't go on too much about it. But <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, if you don't want to talk about
0: it, I, I found that crazy, like super. interesting. Yeah. You know well, I mean.
2: cage fighting is banned. In yeah, it is. Yeah. So by yeah. us so doing general. a bit of PR, going there and uh, you know mixing it, it maybe banned, but you got, got a lot of
0: Vietnamese fans, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Look, yeah. hundred
2: million people. Watch I mean, that's yeah. a hell of a market. Yeah. So you know, hopefully with Martin's presence, he's. You know, look, look, I'm
1: there to represent the country, <laughs> and as soon as they see that they have like a Vietnamese hero, yeah. you know, hopefully, um, uh, hopefully, circumstances and rules can change. But um, for uh, for what stands at the moment is uh, mixed martial arts in general yeah. is um, is banned. I think it, I think the main reason is they don't like to see the fact that someone's on the ground getting hit. Yeah, if yeah, it was boxing, yeah. boxing or kickboxing and that, then yeah. it's legal. You know, like. Man, yeah. they have events there in Vietnam. And Vietnam. I still hear that so often. That's yeah. what is
0: very confronting about the sport is when people get knocked down and people are really not educated about the sport. They see someone on the ground getting hit. That's what people, yeah, they, yeah, they still they, 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 they are they not comfortable with. They're, they're, they're not gonna going to understand it. that, but with a little a bit of education. And, you know, like, it's, it's as professional sport as any other. And, and Absolutely. Well, and from, well, what, from what I
1: was told, um, the Philippines uh, had MMA that was banned as well. But um, yeah. one championship... Um, I spoke to, uh, spoke to him, educated him, and Mm. you know what? It's, it's. The, the leading horses in luck one championship and UFC they like, can just show that the refi- the ref the referee is there to step in yeah, You've got and, to educate yeah, everyone as
0: well exactly the priority is always the sa- the fighter safety hundred you know? percent and I always have, okay we had this conversation for hours but I always compare it like boxing you get dropped you, know, you get eight count you're back in there you can that can happen over and over again you know you can be but stubborn
1: it, you can be stubborn partially yeah. knocked out and still want no, to you fight can, you know? yeah you can okay. be half
0: knocked out and be fed back in there and to interview your opponent do it again whereas in MMA you get clipped on, and you get put on the ground cool, the opponent jumps on you the rest yeah. want to stop it so you don't have that prolonged, you know, that punishment, yeah, um, and it's not only just head strikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so it is really boxing t- or Twelve kickboxing. rounds
2: of getting punched in the head. Yeah. To me, that's madness. Exactly, so. Why do you want to do that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. So I, I personally think one championship will crack, crack into Vietnam eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, the signing some good Vietnamese fighters. Um, I think I think event will happen sooner than later, but mm-hmm. it's just one of those, um, just one of those, uh, events in that that we have to just wait and see what happens as government officials, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'd imagine like it has done, even here in Australia, where you struggle with it, you know, with states uh, banning it inside a cage, which is mm. obviously the safest uh, environment for mixed martial arts to be performed. Like, it's slowly gaining steam. Everyone's starting to get a little understanding of what the sport's about and where it is to performed safely, and, and that it is professional. It is, it's performed safely and I and was... all the side effects that come off martial arts, like we were, we were talking earlier, you know, it, it's there's so many positives for, for youth, for adults, whatever it may be um that, that's pork introduced you know so yeah. yeah so that's um that leads us to the july 27th eh? back in the philippines
1: kevin belling yeah, he's, Kevin he's, yeah he's, he's
0: on fire and another title on the line
1: yeah so we get to uh, fight for the interim title and look there's 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 a lot of people out there that give me criticism of not defending my lightweight title before this interim title um how I personally see it is there's a lot of lightweight contenders mm-hmm. a lot of lightweight contenders who have been on a tear and personally think that they themselves um, deserve the title shot there's a lot of people calling um, calling me out um, thinking they'll get a title shot that way instead yeah. of doing the hard yards and working it up so I, I personally think this is what one championship's doing uh, before offering me a, um, a lightweight uh, title defense is because there's about six to seven lightweight top lightweight contenders mm-hmm. um, that are that they think that they uh, are ready for the title shot. Look, if one championship gives it to this guy, then these people will complain. Yeah. If he gives it to this guy, then those yeah. guys will complain. You know? So everyone will be complaining they no need matter They
0: someone what. to step up, like a head and shoulders above, and be a clear number one, 100%. Yeah, so they so can sort themselves that's, that's what they they can want. fight so amongst so each other.
1: Exactly. So yeah. um, one championship's going to make them fight against each other, and whoever the best man comes out of like a mini tournament, yeah. without being like a one-night tournament, like a mini tournament, and whoever does it decisively, and Always whoever the does it like in devastating fashion, deserves to be the champion and you get Marty from Liverpool. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, the um,
1: I personally have a have an idea of who they're gonna give me already. Yeah. Um and I personally want this fight as well. Um it's it's more for my legacy and the way the the guy's been in um the guy's been in the division, um and in the sport for for freaking ever and you know, it would be an honor to, to verse him and um I won't say his name just yet, just in case I jinx myself, because he gets if, if he yeah. gets knocked out his next fight. Um, but um, look, fighting fighting him would only be an honor, and I would fight him in the blink of an eye. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I'll wait for one championship to, to sort out the lightweight division, and I'll just unify it at the end of the year. Whoever wants to, whoever deserves it, yeah. is the most deserving. I'll defend it against them. Um, but in the meantime, man, I've just defended my lightweight title. Um, how I see it is oh, I I need this trilogy match against Gaffarov. Mm-hmm. It has to happen just to close the books and move forward with my life. Was a lucky punch. Um, just silence. to close the and books and everything. Yeah, silence silence a lot of people. So um so the lightweight the Featherweight sorry title is you're just on hold at the moment to see who's the next contender. Yep. Um I know they would signed a few Japanese guys that have been top 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 uh, prospects as well. So mm-hmm. we'll see if
2: they jump ahead of um, Gafarov yeah. or they reverse yeah, him or not. Don't be surprised if he changes divisions. Yeah.
0: Gaffrof, Yeah. Don't yeah. be surprised.
2: Yeah, he. Um, well, well he's, look, he's he's he. Well, I mean, he wants to fight Martin now. Look at that yeah. face, mate. He's not a mark on He was nah. pretty before all these fights, and he's still pretty now. So the it's the, the only black I guy I know gets pretty after
0: your career. Absolutely.
2: Look at that <laughs> face. I <in> <laughs> was <That's laughs> a
0: cute-looking kid, to be honest. <laughs> now I've got elbow skin for ears, my nose
2: across <laughs> my face. No, no, no. He's all, all right. blushing. <laughs> look at him. red face. Yeah, sorry. Asian blood. They just—they don't age. You guys killed
0: me. I was vlogs. We just.
2: Terrible, oh, no, Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Rough 53,
0: mate. What's your excuse? What? <laughs> <laughs> I look
1: like your older brother. Yeah. So um, that that featherweight title is on hold at the moment. Um, if they asked me to defend it straight away, then I would. Um, I'm already on weight. If anything, underweight. So um, I have to stay busy, man. I told myself at the start of the year that, providing that I don't get injured, knock on wood, I wanted to keep fighting. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's uh, like I want to fight. Four times, I said to myself, I wanted to win the bantamweight title and then defend all three titles this year, mm. and then work well, work out year. yeah and work out my way from that. But um, that first fight it didn't go my way, so I'm still after that bantamweight title, and then I'm still looking at defending it. Yeah. Um, whether it be early at the end of this year, um, or um, early next year. So, um, providing how time goes and how I think I got like two fights on my contract, so we'll yeah. see. See once they renew it, yeah. um. When they can get me back in the ring straight away,
2: but um, but we, we may well end up with five fights this year mm. instead of our goal of four. So well, the way you're going, yeah, I can't get up. On, you you just, depends on baby. every time
0: I bleak you step stepping back in there. You know, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. You yeah, know, that's what that's, uh, I love, I love your attitude towards it. It's, it's how you like to stay active. It's how you like to approach it. That if it's not broke don't fix it. I reckon so. so.
1: After every fight, right, it's mandatory. Um, for us fighters to just normally suspend ourselves regardless of injury yeah. or whatever mentally refreshed or, yeah, or mentally regardless refreshed of and yeah. just have that family time that you missed out on I, I just usually suspend myself for a week maybe two mm. um, but in that time of week or two off although I'm not going to KMA um, to grapple or yeah. you know, hitting pads or whatever I'm still going to the gym just treadmill work yeah blood flowing keep the blood flowing keep the body intact and another um, thing away. that people don't or might be very surprised of you know fought for three
0: world titles you've got two it wasn't only what a few months ago that you're still working a job as well as yeah know. yeah no it
1: was it was at the start of the year um i actually became a full-time fighter yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so i was working so full-time everyone
0: thinks it's a good um, and glamour you know five for world titles but you still can of do your do your nine to five with your family three kids um yeah only just recently you're able to you know put 100%. that aside and just focus on fighting which is it's that work i think i think there's it also was has got you to where yeah, you are I as think, well i think i
1: think it's um with the benefit, the benefit of becoming a full time fighter is the rest. Yeah, yeah. Now, before I used to train um, six o'clock in the morning, go straight to work, work ten hour days, and then straight to the mm-hmm. training afterwards. And then you got the, the weekend training as well. But um, now that I've become a full time fighter, I can actually afford to actually sleep in, mm. get the actual eight hours that I'm meant to instead of the five or yeah, the yeah. six. Um, he also gets more
2: gaming time at night. Yeah. <laughs> we'll way we'll, we'll go there. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huge call out to yeah. Razor. <laughs> yeah, no, um, he he it's loves like, his gaming. Yeah,
1: they
2: all do. Yeah.
0: It's
1: fun, man. It's time killer. Yeah.
0: We'll talk about Western Sydney, uh, you know, mixed martial arts. I'm on fire at the moment. Another huge gamer, Rob Whitaker, just defend his title against fantastic. Romero. Absolute fantastic. war. Fantastic. Yeah. Doing it again. Have um, kid. Have kido. The There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Henry Perez, a, a former student of yours, yep, yep. was in, uh, Rob's original coach, and that's very much still evident in his, yeah. his fight style And story today. with that,
2: his very first fight, Robert Whitaker, I paid for his air ticket to go oh, yeah. over to Perth to fight on the same card as um, um, Sower and uh, Brian Ebersole yeah, there you go. Um, and get him on the XFC show. Yeah, I, was, I just thought he was so talented Yeah, back then, so it was kind of cool.
0: Definitely putting you know, uh, a strain mixed martials on the map along with yourself, Marty. Tied to had an awesome fight in the weekend. Uh, you know,
2: There's really mine. gonna
0: shut out of you know, a former UFC heavyweight champ, Arlovski. So, um, yeah, Western Sydney, I mean, Tyson Pedro as well, uh, oh, yeah, he fights in a couple of weeks. Up, yeah. So, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's in such a healthy state at the moment, it just uh, proves and more so than in Western Sydney. So, yeah. it's awesome, but, but in saying to that, it's had
2: a healthy state at the top. I still think on ground roots level yeah. uh, mate i don't think there's enough fighters happening you know yeah, right. i don't think people are doing enough to help that you know uh that ground level happening you know so i think the the combat sports commission need to take a look mm-hmm. and uh, trying to make it a little bit easier and be a bit more supportive yeah. uh, to get it at ground roots because otherwise mate uh, they're not going to get enough fighters. You'd be surprised how many local shows cancel fights and mm. postpone fights. And, yeah. and fold, I find that even fold. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and I find that too. At the moment, there's not a huge promotion based out of Sydney. Whereas I remember when I was no. coming through the the, uh, the local scene, there was the you know there was a CSD, CFC yeah, yeah. Some, and you know, some other big PWP, some really good promotions yeah. keeping active uh, local fighters active. Now, you now it's happening not m- very much man. in melbourne very much on you know on the gold coast but mm-hmm. sydney's sort of lacking that that real strong promotion so yeah i think melbourne's got change.
2: the bigger sho- type shows at the Definitely, moment yeah, so yeah. hexing um with Hex AFC. And AFC, yeah yeah
0: and uh but one thing that may help that mate is uh, I, I heard you're bringing a bit of a bit of a fighter that some may know of uh mm-hmm. into a into sydney to do some seminars for yeah, th-
2: three letters mate they uh, might pop it up a bit yeah just <laughs> just a regular legend guy that uh, yeah. Does some amazing things. Yeah, GSP is going to be at uh, at KMA, yeah. and this is not just a photo shoot. We're talking it's getting the training. training yeah, well, that does excite some, uh, some uh, you know some young up and coming yeah. fighters. Yeah, August eighth. So yeah. uh, just uh, make sure you look up uh, yeah. KMA Champion Martial Arts on Facebook and uh, get onto it because nice. I think it's going to be massive. Someone
0: who's acquired uh, you know world titles in not as many divisions.
2: <laughs>
0: as, uh, GSP's done alright in his time uh, yeah, as well. So
2: he's done alright.
0: Yeah, he's done alright. Uh,
1: exciting to see him, and you know, just watching him, gram when I was growing up uh, in this martial arts game, it's, it's it'll be an honour to actually just meet him in person.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a uh, yeah. Well, water, I got the world respect him. I love his fight style. I love his demeanour inside and outside of the octagon. Absolute legend, so yeah, mate. Thank you, Fire, for bringing him to 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 Australia, to Sydney, um, to do some seminars. And I got, I know you got some other guys in the gym. and You got, you know, James, the uh, the Ginger Ninja, always uh, preparing. So <laughs> <laughs> you've got quite a bet, got bet, quite yeah. the stable out there, mate. And yeah, it's always uh, excited to watch the boys uh, preparing, getting there and do their thing. And I love popping out too and uh, getting around, getting able to move around with you guys and see the gym. Like you said, it's a it's uh it's an awesome gym, but teaches much more than just your physical martial arts. Uh yeah, if you're in the area in Sydney go definitely check out KMA. It's uh it's an awesome gym, doing, doing great
2: things. Mate, you can come in and see uh, Mr. Richie Vass. He'll be part of our camp on this one. How's that? I'll, I'll put him <laughs> on the side <spot>, yeah. of <laughs> Mate, I am... Uh, uh... He's all heart, I've got to say. And, uh, <laughs> mate, I'm, mate, I'm keen Mr. as mustard. Richie muster. Vass is going to be helping Martin Neal prepare <laughs> for his third title fight. And, mate, we'll give you all the credit. Yeah, <laughs> mate. I'll be happy like... to
0: step into of punching <laughs> bag, mate. And,
2: and he does, mate. I'll tell you, last time you hadn't trained in a while, but you yeah, yeah. went in... No, I So I am. I
0: really am hoping to come out and yeah, ask, yeah. you know, just more rounds to you guys. You're an absolute uh, gun, I gotta say. Like. Uh, cheers, guys. Oh, thanks <laughs> for having me. <laughs> well, mate, July 27th, you're back in there. All the best. Thank you. Um, yeah, anyone out there going to watch it? Like we mentioned earlier, you can just get an app simply on your phone, and you can check out all the One FC shows. Uh, yeah, Martin Newell will be looking to get his third world title and his third weight class uh, with interim band and weight title against his name, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Bellingon. Bellingon. Yeah. Let's, make let's, let's, let's make history. It's time. More history. I mean, it's been yeah. history, remaining for a while now, but uh, let's continue. So, yeah, the, the first I'm, I'm,
1: the first one slid out of my hands, um, and this one here, I'll do whatever it takes to just hold on to it, man. So force Bibiano to. Awesome. Uh, I think that, um, <laughs> I think with way. that five round um fight, it. Uh, with Bibiana, I learned so much about that fight and what challenges and champions have to do to retain or gain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think coming into this fight against um, Bellingon, he won't see... If, if if he doesn't finish me or I don't finish him, if it goes prolong... The longer the, the fight prolongs, I think the more mm-hmm. advantages I have. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 25 minutes is a long time in there,
0: mate. It is, And, uh, it is. and I've seen you in training, mate. You, there's no question mark over your car or your gas tank. So, yeah, I'll have to agree that the longer the fight goes, it's going to be a, yeah, uh, a tough night for Kevin. 100%. All right, well, boys, thanks for coming in. Um, thanks, Richie. Yeah, and hopefully get to see you guys at KMA soon. Awesome. Thank you. Be sure to follow Martin on his journey to capture his third world title in his third weight class. Absolutely history-making. And you can do that by downloading the 1FC app, which allows you to get all the 1FC action for free. And also, if you're keen to check out GSP while he's in Oz doing seminars, jump onto the KMA Facebook page. He'll be here on the 7th of August in Sydney and the 11th of August in Melbourne. Also, if you're looking to start martial arts or want to know what it's all about, KMA is a great place to do it. So check out their website or their Facebook page if you're ever interested to finding out what martial arts is all about.